Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, Sean, here we are again. And, you know, we get to do this uh, very fortunately every week. And uh, the honor is always mine to be able to host a podcast with you. And today is no different. We have some interesting guests as we've had over the last year. And today we have two more guests with us who uh, have outstanding stories. And we're always proud uh, and thrilled when we have guests on such as Tayshawn and Deshaun Johnson. And I know they're friends of yours uh, and they're huge in the basketball community not just on the court, but off the court in Indianapolis and elsewhere. And uh, it's wonderful to have both of you on. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, thanks for having us, uh, for taking time out uh, to have us on. Uh, It's a pleasure and an honor to uh, meet with you and uh, spend time with my brother, Sean. So (laughs) thanks again for having us. Ah. Definitely a pleasure being on the show. I really enjoyed um, you you reaching out to us and inviting us on you guys' show. Well, it, thank you for your time. I know, uh, Tayshawn, you are actually in transit right now. And so, you know, coordinating everybody's schedules is, is a bit of a challenge. So we thank you for honoring us with your time. Uh, before we get into your stories, which are very interesting uh, and unique backstories, uh, your friends, longtime friends with our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. So give us a little bit of background on how it is that you all came together, how you've met and, and what you've done uh, together, how you've worked together and, and developed this relationship. It's interesting. Uh, we were in uh, California. Uh, Tyshawn was at uh, South Alabama at the time, uh, his first school. And uh, he met Sean uh, somewhere. And it's funny because Sean said he really doesn't go to the area too often. So the way we look at it, we were destined to meet. You know, uh, it was destined for our paths to cross. So he met Tyshawn first. Tyshawn called me and said, Dad, I met an awesome guy. His son plays basketball. You know, um, definitely uh, somebody uh, I was supposed to meet. And from there, our relationship grew. Uh, he came to Indy. We hung out. Uh, he came over to the house. We broke bread together. Uh, he always keeps in touch. He encourages myself, Tyshawn. So I'm definitely glad that I passed crossed. But like I said, it was interesting uh, for him to not go to the area too often and to be there that, that particular day. Mm, so it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Mm, nice. Okay. Um, and, you know, obviously he was there for three weeks recently to watch his son play basketball. Did you Absolutely. guys have, did you have the chance to hook up? Yeah. Um, he came to Indy and we went out to uh, this place called Chatham Tap that has uh, good wings. <laughs> uh, we, we hung out, watched some games. Um, I was glad to see uh, his son doing so well on and off the court. I was, it was a pleasure to meet his wife and his other sons. Uh, just an awesome family all around. Nice. Very nice. And how long have you been friends? How long have you had this relationship? So, uh, Tasha, you with South Alabama 2014, 2015? 2014, 2015. So, since 2014. So, yeah. about seven years. Seven years. And it's really blossomed really blossomed in a short period of time. That's, that's really neat to hear. You know, it's interesting uh, when you, when you we have good friends like Sean, you think about like, wow, how do we meet? You, you know, especially when you're friends for so long. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, there are certain friendships like that. You think, man, I wish we would have met 20 years ago. 
Oh, absolutely. Or more. Yeah. Absolutely. Or more, but maybe it was meant to be this way, you know? And, and so the going forward, it, uh, it wasn't the right time, but all of a sudden it, it's just kind of been the right time. So, um, and I, I reached out to him quite a bit. Um, cause my wife, she loves California and she contemplated moving out that way. Uh-huh. And he's definitely been, uh, like I said, a great friend, a great resource, you know, always pointing me in the right direction. Well, you know, Westcliff University is one city over from Laguna and Newport Beach. I mean, we're not okay. in a bad, we're not in a bad spot if you're thinking about coming west. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna chime in a little bit. Well, I mean, we always need legendary basketball trainers at Westcliff, so you already know that's that's what it is. Whenever that is, so um, you know, and that's on the record there. But what what makes this really kind of um, Interesting is um, 2014-2015, I was just in a hotel in, in Northridge. I, I wasn't even, I normally don't be in Northridge, that part of California. And, um, you know, Tyshawn was, I think you was just finishing up a game. Was that? Yeah, I, I was just, just finished up against Pepperdine University. Yeah, so they played Pepperdine and he was a freshman in college. So at this time, Dom was still playing AU. Uh, he, he must have been seventh, seventh or eighth grade, or he wasn't in high school at this point. And he was just happy to see a basketball team, a college basketball team, um, you know, in the same hotel that we were in. And we were in the, the buffet line. And I think uh, uh, I think I think you was like two two people behind us. So we were two people behind you. Right. And, right, right. And, and, and Dom couldn't stop looking at him. Right. Cause he was like, he was in awe. Cause he, he was like, man, this is a college basketball team. You know, I, he couldn't believe it. So he was already um, starstruck, you know, he was starstruck. And, um, and so I, I said something to you, I forgot what I said, but we started talking and your coaches, his, his college coaches started looking at me crazy. Cause we was, like just having a, a conversation. I was, you know, just encouraging them and, and stuff like that. We had a great conversation. And then I was like, hey, did I get your number? I think I might have got your number, right? You got, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how it happened. Yeah, yeah. So I got, I got his number and I was like, hey, we're going to keep up with you, right? We're going to keep up with your career. And, um, you know, normally when people say that, you know, they don't, you know what I mean? Right, right. Especially in this business, right? And uh, we didn't know each other from a can of paint at that point, right? I, I didn't even see you play. I've never seen you play at that time, right? Um, right, yeah. So we started started keeping up with them and through social media and and, and phone numbers or whatever. You know, we, you know, it's, it, it it was pretty much just encouragement every game and and different things of that nature. And, and you know, Dave, I know you introduced them as my friends, but you know, this is family to me. Absolutely. You know, so, and, and, you know, it's two sticks of dynamite right here. So, you know, they, they on another level, um, you know, uh, as a person in this game of basketball and and just as human beings, but, um, you know, Deshaun was um, willing to allow Tayshaun to, to have a relationship with me, you know, from, you know, from a distance and he didn't really know, um, what I did at the time, you know, so we, it wasn't about that. It was just about um, me encouraging one that, another person. You know, I love 
prepared herself and and spoke and um and then the relationship just blossomed but what it shows is how how powerful man sports is you know like just one connection um you know now you know you know i got a lifetime family you know over one connection and it and it and, and i didn't get a chance to see you know that, that when i went to indy was the first time i seen Tayshawn and his dad in seven years just over the phone it wasn't even facetime you just because I don't, I'm not a phone person. Everybody knows me. They know I'm not a phone person. <laughs> just not a phone person. So it wasn't even FaceTime or anything like that. I wasn't even using technology. It was through, you know, just uh, cell phones, through social media, whatever, just encouraging, just living vicariously through his life and, and watching every game, you know, whether it's synergy or catching it live and, and then just being a part of, uh, just, just feeling like I'm a part of his growth as he went from one university and, and, and graduated and, went to another university and, and, and did his thing. And, you know, there's so many different um, avenues, but that was the first time when I went to Indy, you know, Sherm, you know, was when I physically seen him since the first time I seen him when he was a freshman in college, which is crazy, right? And then, right. you know, the, the cool thing was it, it's been so inter- so many interactions, it, it felt uh it wasn't no strain or anything like that. It was just how no, it should be, right? No, it was just no. how it should be. And and luckily I had a um, majority of my kids there, but the only funny thing about it, right? Ironically, Dom was the only one that wasn't there and we was there for him because he was quarantined in a hotel. Mm-hmm. So Dom has not been able to see them physically since the first time we met Tayshawn in the hotel that we're in almost seven years ago um, because he was actually quarantined, you know, because of the pandemic where he would have been there too. And and we had a wonderful time, man, like one of the best times of my life. Um, and, and, you know, as Deshaun said, it, it's, it was definitely destined to be. Um, I was never in that part of the neighborhood, especially um, at, at a crazy tournament. I don't know what it was. I don't know. I still to this day don't know why the hell we were over there. I know basketball related, but – it wasn't in our normal deal, and um, and like I said, is this this game um, just provides you so many opportunities for relationships, friendships? But it was genuine from the start. So, and, and that's really rare in this business because sometimes people just want to exchange of something, right? Oh, you know, do this for me, I do this for you. It was it was no deals, right? It was just it was just right. one person caring about another person. Um, in in the Midwest, totally different spots. And all my kids and my family and everybody know how I felt about them and it just joined in. And it it, it was just a unique, beautiful thing. And I'm I'm so thankful for both of you guys and and your wife and and your other son, you know, to to be able to call y'all family and and really care about you and, and just go through the last seven years of just being a part of your lives, you know? So um, for me, you know, to have you guys on the podcast and, and share this story, you know, this amazing story because um, genuine relationships are kind of lost in the sports business these days. Right. And because, let me chime in real quick. Um, yeah. I had to cut you off. 
And uh, in my book, you bat a thousand because, like you said, a lot of people they pay lip service, they don't always follow through. If you say you're gonna do something, like I said, you are batting a thousand. Uh, even with Sam with the t-shirts, with Jamal with the book. Uh, so his generosity not only extended to me and my family, but to uh, my circle as well. You, you know, so uh, he's an awesome individual. Like I said, like he said, and I said, uh, it was destined for us to, to meet and link up. Uh, and he's, he's right. We're definitely family. Um, like I said, he's batting a thousand in my book, though. And I'm glad our, our paths crossed and I can call him a brother. Well, I appreciate the baseball reference for batting a thousand. So yeah. thank you very much. Now, <laughs> See, here, I also heard a couple of things in all of that. First of all, while basketball brought you all together, I'm just chuckling a little bit, you met in the buffet line. Is that right? We did. It was a breakfast we buffet did. line. Okay. Yeah. Hey, it, was, it was good, too, Sherman. You know, I don't know really do the hotel. It was. It was. Like that, but it was actually uh, top notch. I know you would probably want to be in that line with me. But, Absolutely. You know, but, but Sherm. <laughs> Just to give you all a little uh, background about Sherm, you know, he's modest, but, you know, he was uh, drafted by the Houston, you know, Astros. Astros, nice. Yeah. I'm a Cubs fan, Sherm, so yeah. but I'm, well, I'm glad nobody, drafted. Nobody's perfect. You can still <laughs> man. Cubs fan, man. What am I going to do with that? <laughs> hey. But, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're very lucky to have um, folks like you on. I know you are a basketball skills trainer. I know Tayshawn has an interesting backstory. Um, and, and, you know, what has happened with him to this point through sports. And we want to get to all of that because, uh, you know, we, we are so lucky to have guests like you that have insight. Um, let me ask you a question here, Deshaun. Were you into basketball and a basketball skills trainer before Tayshaun really had success in basketball? Or was his path through basketball what spurred you on to becoming a trainer and, and on to greater things? Hey, that's a great first? question, sir. Um, so interesting story. I, I was uh, older and uh, I would play in like adult basketball leagues. And I'd be like, hey, Tyson, I got a game. Let's go. He'd be like, no, nah, I don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, you want to see that play? And so he's like, no. So then one day, fourth, he's in fourth grade. He's like, dad needs you to sign his uh, permission slip. I'm like, for what? He's like, for basketball. I thought you like basketball. But he loved, he loved Allen Iverson. You know, Allen Iverson, Reggie Miller. Mm. So long story short, uh, you know, fourth grade, started playing basketball. He said, Dad, I want to be good. And so I said, look, so if you want to be good, it take hard work. So we would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go work out at this place called the Healthplex, uh, this sports facility. And we would work out, you know, and then uh, either the Healthplex or the Y. So he, uh, me training him, started other people like, hey, I see you working out with your son. Can you work out with my son? And at the time, I didn't even know what to charge people. You, you know, I'm like, hey, sure. You know, I started out uh, doing it for free. Then they're like, no, I got to pay you something, man, because your time is valuable. So they started paying me like 25 an hour, you know. So then I started doing uh, a package, you know, uh, 150 for, for eight sessions, you know. And then fast forward to his senior year, uh, you know, he had a lot of success at Pike High School. And a, a parent was like, hey, Tyshawn, all that success. Remember those 5 o'clock morning workouts? And he's like, Absolutely. I wouldn't be here without it. So him wanting to be good in basketball spawned uh, my basketball training uh, career. Okay. So he was a little bit of fire for you. Yes. Absolutely. Good. Okay. So you're, is that what you primarily do right now, a basketball skills trainer? Or what other irons do you have in the fire? Um, I'm a PE teacher at a charter school. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but the goal is to do uh, basketball training full time. Uh, I love the game of basketball. It paid for my education. Uh, it paid for Tyshawn's education. It's going to allow him to uh, provide for his family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, basketball has been good to me and it keeps me connected to the game. And, you know, uh, working out with, with kids is my, my dreams and my passion. Okay. Do you still play pickup games? I do. Um, you know, I got to stay in a little bit of shape because all the kids always want to challenge you and, and whatnot. So then when Tyshawn comes home, and we work out, and he only get two dribbles. So I gotta be able to, you know, at least stay in front for two dribbles. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. You know, um, Sean and I have a, a pretty big one-on-one coming up. Were you able to give him any any workouts or any pointers? Because you know he's gonna need some. Uh, he's gonna need some mad <laughs> skills when he comes up again. Sean hey, hey, knows the game. He, he's around pros. His, his son, you know, is a elite uh, collegiate athlete. I think he's good. But if you ever need any any, any resource, I'm here. You know. Look, <laughs> hey, look. I, I listen. I, I, I figure out how to flag you out here just to get those lessons from my, from my own personal thing. But, you know, Sherm, you know, since he, he got drafted in baseball, he thinks uh, that it's going to translate onto the court. So we got this uh, competition that's coming up called Pro versus Joe. So I'm the Joe in this thing. And, and Sherm is, is, is leading in the bets that he's going to win against me on one-on-one. Um, I ain't never got dunked on, Deshaun, so I, I don't plan on allowing Sherm to beat me in any capacity. <laughs> so, right. you know, so even if it has to get phys- physical, okay, to the point to where uh, it, it's going to have to go there and the cops are coming, then that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so, uh, take, out your, take out your camera and take a picture of me as I go by. You're going to see the bottom of my shoe. That's all. You're going to look up see the bottom of my shoe. We're sure, sure talking a tough game. But, when is the game? Uh, it's going to be in October. October. Yeah, it's going to be in October. We had to push it back. Um, Sherm, you know, he, he got some kind of uh, – <laughs> Oh, you're going to put it on me? He got some kind of injury, you know. You're putting it on me? Know, he got some kind of hammy, something going on. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> you know. But but we had to kick it back. No, we, we, we're going to go in October, but – um, we're going to probably do it for charity and, and just nice. try to bring awareness, you know, to, uh, to, to sports and just have some fun, but, uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be fun, but no, Deshaun, I, I just want to let you know, man, this business is, 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 is not easy. Um, one good thing I will tell you and, and, and Tasha on both that, um, you guys journey, um, shaped a lot of the way that, I moved with, with Dom in his, in his journey uh, because there's so many similarities, uh, almost the same deal, uh, a little bit different because Dom just wanted to play basketball like from, from the jump, you know, so I, I couldn't, uh, so I made him work his way up to me actually training him, you know, just like you've been, you know, uh, Tyshawn's only trainer. I've been Dom's only trainer in basketball as well. I've always had like sports science people along with my leadership academies and stuff like that, but actual skill work, getting into the gym, you know, that's always been, you know, something that we share. And and, and it kept me moving because I knew I had to step my game up as fast as he was progressing, right? And getting better. So I always had to stay in front of it. So, um, you know, we were getting up, you know, four or five in the morning at the local LA fitnesses and everywhere else to kind of make that that happen because, you know, that bond between father and son in the gym, you know, that's a unique situation. 
you know, it can be touch and go at times as they grow in and they get stronger and, you know, they get more independent. You know, it can be some conversations, some choice conversations, you know, that can happen. But to keep those bonds connected um, when you chase in greatness like y'all did uh, allow me to know um, that it was possible. So um, I, I really contribute, you know, looking at um, how y'all maneuver. Uh, with respect and grace and, and really follow that up. So I just wanted y'all to know that um, it was a big inspiration, you know, actually seeing um, you guys go through it before us, you know, at this point. So, um, you know, it, that's this, that's this real is this, you kind of, you know, you, you, you be smart and, you, you know, once you get older, you start observing and, and you give people flowers the way they need to. And, and like I Absolutely. said, I, I definitely, um, pattern a lot of stuff um, behind that. And then the interactions that I would have um, with, with, with Tayshawn, you know, you know, our conversations, whether it was a good game or a bad game, you know, or, or times when I would say something to you and I figured like, hey, he ain't trying to hear me at all. Um, the way you raised him, Deshaun was, he was always open-minded, you know, uh, Tayshawn, was it any time that I, I would, I would, uh, hit you up after a game where you be like, hey, I ain't trying to hear you right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, not, I'm really yeah. trying to hear you right now. Well, I, I, this is what I would say about it. Like, one thing, and I, I meant to touch on it earlier, like, you know, me and your, your, your relationship. One thing about Sean, me and Sean, Sean always been genuine. Like, I, like, from the jump, I knew, like, yeah, he's a real guy. Like, he's a real genuine type of guy. So, Every like so fast forward. Every time you would give me those constructive uh, criticism, like yeah, like at the time you probably don't want to hear, but you're saying what needs to be said, and I and I'm taking heave of everything you're saying, and I'm applying it. So it was it was it was great, you know. Yeah. I was I was happy that you know have somebody like that in my corner that you know really was truly there for me. And and one thing about Sean Sean. Like he said, for my whole college collegiate career, he was there the whole time through the ups, through the downs. Every like he was always there. Like even I'm a, I'm a family guy now. I you know have I'm a father of two, and he's you know even with my kids, he's always so encouraging and and just always been there for me. So like like he said, after every game, he would you know if it was good, he'd tell me it was good. If it was bad, and I need to do something differently, he he wasn't shy about telling me, and I wouldn't you know I, I took heed of everything. And I was happy that I got somebody that I can call family from, like you said, from, you know, California and we're from the Midwest, a whole different, it's a whole different type of mindset, but it's similar at the same time. So it's, it's the truth of a blessing. Hmm. Hmm. No doubt. I think I never really conformed to the West Coast since I'm an <laughs> East Coast kid, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was Are you Baltimore? Yeah, you know, we, we kind of built different. And I think that, it's more similar to the Midwest than it is to Cali, you know, Absolutely. as far as being relaxed a little bit. But I would tell you this, uh, you, you ain't have too many bad games, you know, so you. <laughs> I appreciate you, that. You know. That's saying a lot coming from you, too. Hey, man, they were far in between. Sometimes, uh, you know, we got teammates, and that don't mean they be doing what they need to be doing either, right? And right, then, right, uh, exactly. You know, since I've been, you know, on some college sidelines, you know, making my way through through coaching, you know, sometimes it was some coaches' decisions that it wasn't quite where they should have been either, right? So, right, uh, right. Um, so, so I think, you know, what's interesting is um, 
I've never been a Gonzaga fan, but this year I'm rooting for Gonzaga, hmm. all because of them. You, you, you know, I'm like, like, hey, all the way, you know. And then also, too, with, you know, like I said, with Tyshawn, we teach our kids to, to play the right way, and it takes a village. And, again, we, we so thankful for you. Uh, but they play IEPY, and he had a good game. Uh, game game point, uh, he kicked to the guy open in the corner. You know what I'm saying? And he missed the shot. And I'm like, why he didn't shoot that? It was the right play. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I wanted him to shoot the ball. But, you, you know, you teach him to play the right way. And, and that's what he did. Hmm. And like I said, we definitely appreciate you, your criticism and feedback. Yeah, you know what, man? It's, you know, and I, I I can't even call it criticism. Like, you just, you know, it's just, you know, you just want people to understand that you actually know. And I think, you know, also, you know, I never look at it from a fan perspective, but I will tell you this. You know, Tyshawn, you're up and down in understanding that. See, a lot of people that, that don't understand basketball, they understand, like, college is a maze. It, it really yeah. has nothing to do with your talent. It has a lot to do with other political factors. When exactly. you're talking about being in that top, you know, 3%, you know, of the collegiate world. Um, so getting through the college maze and basketball is really, really tough, especially if you're really, really skilled. Because mm-hmm. in college, it's about suppressing your skill set so everyone else can function. And then you jump into the pro ranks and then you freak. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you, yeah, you, definitely. You, you, That's exactly how it is. You know, you, 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 you can boogie on anybody. anybody. Yeah, you know, you can boogie on anybody. And, and I've seen you have to do that, right, in your career. And then Dom had to do that last year. You know what I'm saying? And if I didn't have conversations with you, encouraging you and, and of the bigger picture, I would never have been able to, to do that with, with Dom. Because right, right. really it could go either way, you know, because I'm such an influential person in his life. Your dad the same way, like we, we can build you up or break you down when you're going through this. And especially when you're being handcuffed, you know what I'm saying? When you're getting handcuffed, right. you know that, hey, mm, I know I'm killing these dudes every day in practice, but this is just where uh, the coaching staff wanted to go because they're trying to get guys out to get other guys in. And it has nothing to do with who's better at this point. It's about functionality mm-hmm. for everyone. And sometimes when, you know, your, your flame is burning so bright, you got to dim it so everybody else can function. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, right. playing the right way and all those things. It's like, but soon you go be a pro, hey, you boogie and look at it. I mean, uh, 43 points a game, you know, all-star, you know, bag still. Right, right. Ever, right. And all of that <laughs> showcase, right? But truth be the matter is, they only allow about 30 grease palms in college basketball, right, to go out there and do their thing. And then everybody else have to get caught in the functionality of, of, of the game. And then if you say too much, then you condemned and passed over. So you kind of got to be uh, in that in-between game. So I just want to commend you for always uh, taking the high road, you know, and, and uh, yeah. this is what you're about. Yeah, that's what you're about, man. And you know, I can mention really as well as a father, because uh, you know, as a father, your job or as a parent, 
your job is to protect the child. And uh, I'd be ready to war. I'd be like, what? Are you serious? But he was like, hey, that's going to be okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So his, his common demeanor called me. I'm like, hey, if you say it's going to be okay, I'm going to trust and believe it's going to be okay. No, you, you, you did an excellent job, Deshaun. Um, but, you know, like, you know, I want everybody to know that's going to hear this podcast. You know, when you, when you look up Deshaun Johnson, you know, we, we talking worldwide legendary trainer, D1 trainer. That's for real. That's on everything in, in one of the meccas of basketball in Indy. You know, a lot of great players, Pike High School, one of the best high schools out there when it comes to developing talent. And, and you did that uh, for your son and, and, and so many others. And not just in males, but also females, you know, expanding the game, expanding the culture. Um, you know, right now, you know, the Charles at the Hoosier, you know, shooting academy as well. You know, putting in work, you know, in that in that facility, and and but but this is a guy who who eats and drinks and sleeps basketball. So if it was a, a court anywhere in your part, he'll be there training you if you want to get that work. So you know, you're getting the best of both worlds when you go look up Deshaun Johnson for basketball training. He's gonna give you the polished. He's gonna give you the gritty. He's gonna give you the street. You're gonna have a deep bag. He's gonna challenge you. So if you're in Indy, Midwest, wherever you at, and you ain't uh, linking up with Deshaun Johnson, then you ain't even trying to get better. You ain't even trying to do your thing. Hey, Sean, I definitely appreciate that, man. Um, you, you're an awesome overall individual. I was out in Cali one time, uh, and Zoe Williams, uh, he mentioned my name on the radio. And my wife was like, hey, Zoe mentioned your name. So when we came to Cali, I trained his son, New. And, right. uh, you, you know, the power of relationships, you know, you, uh, Zoe, and then um, the beauty of basketball, it makes you not see uh, color, gender, race, religion, ethnicity. If you can play, you can play. You know, I remember going to the park, picking up girls. I was a girl named Tawana Jackson that would play with the boys. Skylar Biggins played with the boys. So uh, uh, basketball crosses so many lines and, and, and barriers you know, because of the game. So it helps you, you know, meet awesome people such as yourself and other individuals along the way. Mm. Mm. Well said. And, hey, you know, Tayshawn, you have quite a story of perseverance and triumph through your college years and into your professional years. You you attended uh, South Alabama and Prairie View predominantly, and you just finished up with the Dayton flight, and you're looking to go overseas. Um, you know, you've probably met a few important people along the way as well tell us a yes, little, yeah tell us a little bit about that about your your story yours is an interesting one the backstory about how you came up and, and you've made it to this point yeah well, well well a lot of people one thing i'll say i'm gonna start off and i you know I, I never really touch on it a lot of people don't understand don't know that i didn't get my first division one scholarship to i was almost 20 years old so like a lot of people don't even know that part of it I had to, I went to prep school out of high school, you know, like um, Sean said, you know, Pike is one of the best high schools out there. Like we, like they produce so many pros, like NBA overseas, whatnot. And I actually had the honor of playing with two guys that was drafted first round in the NBA, such as Marcus Teague and RJ Hunter, you know, you know, Marcus Teague with the Kentucky and, you know, his brother, Jeff Teague just won a ring with the Bucks. And then RJ Hunter was notorious for hitting that, um, shot versus Baylor in the tournament. So, yeah, I like then I uh, moved on to South Alabama, you know, came in as a freshman, um, played a lot as a freshman, 
probably 32 minutes a game, you know, uh, was all-time leading uh, scorer in freshman history, you know, all-time leading um, free throws made, free throws attempted, and steals, you know. So then we uh, get to my sophomore season, and things that's when things kind of went downhill with that. And like um, Shai, um I'm going to reiterate, it's it's not about skill. It's about the the political side of it, of things. So and that and that's where I seen it. I didn't I didn't know it in my freshman year because I'm like, oh, I came in and just was able to rock out. But then my sophomore season, you know, they start start my minutes went down and in our preseason meetings they were like, you're probably the, you're our best player on our team, skill wise and talent wise, but you're a sophomore and we got this senior and, and we feel obligated to to play him more just because he's a senior. You know, and then one thing about me, I was raised to, you know, I, I I never shied away from saying how I feel. Like I always, you know, was I'm I'm a strong-minded type of guy. So I was like, well, you know, I'm prone to win, and I want to win. I don't, you know, I shouldn't. It, age shouldn't matter. You know, you should just want to play the best players, put the best product out there to to get your chance the best uh, chance of winning. And so it got things just kind of got a little iffy, and then they. You know, um, the assistant coach that recruited me to come in was hearing rumors that I was thinking about transferring, which wasn't true at all. I, I didn't want to transfer. You know, I'm a loyal type of guy. So if you give me a chance that other teams, other, you know, institutions weren't going to give me, then I'm I'm going to stick it out. So but it got a thing. Like I said, things got a little rough there. And then I um, trans transferred to Kent State in a MAC um, conference. Um, we tried. They tried to get. uh the NCAA to sign off on, on me playing right away because I, I didn't finish my sophomore season. I just stayed there and, and remained on scholarship. So and it, once the NCAA um, denied that, it, they did denied it the week before our first game. So once they denied that, you know, our um, coach was, you know, he was feeling some type of way about it. And they had a guy that was there from Indianapolis that was um, there the year before I, I transferred there who had left and um, his, he, he took a grad year and went to IEPY, which is in Indiana. And so they kind of like thought since he transferred that I was going to do the whole play a year, play two years. And then I was going to do a, a, a fifth year somewhere else. And so like my whole register season, it was kind of, you know, a, a weird type of vibe. And then I had, I had got hurt. I had to get a uh, surgery on my foot. And then once I got, once I got hurt and I I was out four or five months with this injury, um, they kind of like basically ch- definitely changed up on me. Like it was the, the starting the starting backcourt for the Kent State University at the time. They were both they they went into the office and told them told the uh, head coach that they're both were leaving because they knew like that where they were under assumption that oh once I got was eligible this was gonna be my team. And once I got hurt and had to get surgery, they, they persuaded them to stay because they were like, we didn't, we don't know, you know, how he's going to come back. And, you know, we think he's going to transfer anyway. So that, that situation didn't work out. And then I was um, able, fortunate enough to graduate from there and do a fifth year. And I didn't have to sit out and I transferred to Prairie View and, you know, had a, a, a pretty successful season there, you know, being able to go to the SA tournament and, um, we we won. I think I believe it was nineteen straight games. So, it, like 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 Sean, it just 
one thing about uh, that level, especially college basketball, it's so political. But if you mentally tough enough you and, and able to, you know, fight through, because everybody's going to have their ups and downs no matter how good or or what level you're at. If you can fight through it and, and, and remember that and put God first and believe in his plan for you, they can you always win in the end. So like he said, when you, once you get to that pro level, you you have more freedom. Like so when I my first year with the Dayton flight, I had a lot more of a freedom, you know, I'm able to play a pro style pro style type of game and my numbers drastically went up. I went from, you know, averaging eight, nine points my last year to averaging 26 points a game just in playing against pros playing against people that's already that played NBA G League and, and, and have overseas experience and it's like I didn't get that much better to where I, I'm a 18 points per game difference I just was able to have you know was fortunate enough to actually have a, a chance to prove and show what I can do so and, that, and that's why I, I always like no matter what I always play with an edge and a chip on my shoulder because I never take this game for granted. Mm. Okay. And it sounds like, you know, your situation is similar to many. You're, you have everything necessary to be successful. You just need the right environment. Exactly. The right Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Being modest to an extent, um, I remember uh, when we visited Kent, uh, leaving South Alabama, and uh, the Kent State coach talked to the South Alabama coach, obviously. And he said, you know, even though you wasn't playing, you was in the gym more than the players. And that just goes yeah. to show you the love, you know, that we have for the game. And he would always remain calm and confident. Like, Dad, I just need opportunity. Hmm. You know, I just need an opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had a we had like a keypad at South Alabama in our um um our second gym. So we were able to get in whenever. And I used to always every night be up at two o'clock in the morning in the gym, like my girlfriend at the time, she's like, why are you keep going? Why are you go to the gym? So like, I'm like, I ain't got nothing else to do. I, and I love this. I, and I'm going to show them like, you, you know, y'all did the y'all did me wrong. So like, you know, I just they lighted that fire up under me and you know, hmm. I just love this game so much. Hmm. So you, you just finished your professional uh, season with Dayton um, flight. And are you looking to go overseas? Is that your next step? Uh, yes, I um, actually have an uh, agent I'm, you know, with. And, um, yeah, he's just working on different situations for me, trying to figure out what's the best situation for me and my career moving forward. Okay. Okay. Sean, I'm wondering if you know any basketball agents? <laughs> 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 yeah, of course I do. And, and uh, Tyshawn does too. Tyshawn does too. So, look, it's, it's the good thing about family is we always here. We ain't going nowhere. So, you exactly. know, however, however it plays out, it plays out. Um, you know, I mean, that's what it's, you know, because it's, it's never about the game anyway. This 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 relationship is way bigger than than this bouncing ball, even though we all love it so much. You know, it's just one part of our lives. Right. But I, I will tell you, I, I remember when uh, Tyshawn was going through all of this and he was staying in the gym and I would hit him up all times in the night because I know he was there and I knew when he was making that transition. You know, because, you know, you go from pretty much being, you know, on the freshman first team, you know, your conference. Right. And then the second, yeah. the second year, because your coach decides, you know, to, to take a couple of favors. Right. And get dudes in. And then now, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to, you know, pin down the, the, the young stud coming through. Uh, I, I don't think that coach is there anymore. 
Um, right, right. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, shout out to him on the couch. Right. That was a bum move. That was a bum move. It was a bum move at the time, and it still was a bum move. And uh, he still haven't recovered from that. Um, you know, and this is why I'm an advocate, and, and this is the reason why, uh, fellas, that I decided to come off the sidelines and be in athletic administration and be a dean of athletics is because I was seeing too many. Uh, great athletes, um, expiration dates as far as their eligibility being mishandled by a bunch of lames, right? So what I said was, how am I going to impact this game? You know, do I still want to just, you know, have my pride and ego and coach? Because I was a hell of a coach, no doubt about it. Everywhere I've been, you know, I could recruit my tail off. That was never an issue. But I said, hey, I'm going to go on the AD side. I'm going to not be a head coach. And even when I took this AD role, I could have, being, you know, the head coach of the basketball team. I didn't want to do that. I want to be all in and changing and pushing the culture, right, of, of, of sports for everyone. But but especially, you know, understanding that it, it's a pathway for minorities. Now, Tyshawn came up to a great household, mom and dad. That's not normally the story. You know, normally the story for African-Americans and minorities is one parent. It's normally the mom, it's normally, right? It's normally the mom, and then it's the mom being misled, through some of the vultures in this game, right? And, and all she knows is she's just trying to get her baby to the next level. So you can be misled, you know? So this wasn't the case for him, you know, two-parent household, you know, education well-established in, in a different light and, and still got mishandled, right? Through the system, because this system is very, very dirty in this game. And, and dudes like myself and the guys that I have on these podcasts, we're not afraid to say it. You know, so we're not afraid to say it and call it out. It, it, it is a business, straight up. Once you're good, it's a business. It is no longer fun. So it's the business side of this thing. Um, so I, I tell everybody, you know, you got you know the NBA, and then the NBA is the LLC. <laughs> and that's what it is. Right, that, definitely. That is what it is. And do you fit a need? And if you do, you know, what is it? I mean, I came off of Twitter this year, um, so I won't interfere with, with Dom. You know, mm. you know, I came right off of Twitter because they highly sensitive, right? So I said, let me just remove myself out of the way, right? Let me just move, remove myself out of the way and take all of these um, uh, objections that they're going to have, and I'm going to make, make sure that I'm a non-story, right? So we can see how it play itself out. But, you know, and, and it's crazy because the first thing, Sherm, if you don't know about basketball, is they try to detach families. The first That's their first get. So the first get is the agency to come in. And then, you know, most dudes got handlers, whatever. But if you're from a two-parent household, if you got a parent involved, then they try to say, oh, we got a helicopter parent or whatever, right? They try to remove the, the dad that way. And then if they can't remove the dad that way, then um, – the agency will try to remove a brother or something like that. They try to get into the mix and get into the way to where it be issues, right? And it'd be no, not- it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that. We play on the AU team, and I, I'm like you. I, for the most part, I coached Tyshawn in AU, but I told him, I said, look, son, I can't coach you forever. I want you to hear a different voice. Long story short, he played for his AU team, and my wife and I are supportive. It's our son. We want to see them be successful. It was like they frowned on my wife and I've been at every tournament. Like, why do y'all come up? Like, this is our son. You know, that's the first. That's the first move. 
is try to try to de- you know uh, just try to take the phone uh, the family and and pretty much just separate them you know because it's it's a leverage thing it's a yeah. leverage thing and that's been the blueprint not all but most I'm gonna say most not all but most yeah I agree and, and it's tragic to see that. And um, so, you know, so there's some reasons why I decided to get into the administrative side. But today, you know, hopefully this podcast for all the listeners out there lets you know that, you know, Tyshawn says some great things. You, you, anytime you put God first, you're never going to be last. And you got to be mentally tough in this game. And it's many guys who are sitting on a bench behind X, Y, and Z that has more skill set, more ability. Um, and don't get an opportunity to be able to showcase that as well, um, because it is uh, dudes in this game at the AAU level who are helping uh, coaches who can't recruit, and they dictating minutes. Okay, Absolutely. that's part of the game too. Okay, they dictating minutes for 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 their players as they go into different landing spots to continue to allow these coaches to have the number one class each and every year that puts millions of dollars in their pocket. And that's real. That's a real deal. That's and John, real. I would say this, uh, they better get what they can get out of it as well. Don't let them just use you. You right. know, I am fortunate that my son has a degree. Uh, he's one year removed from a master's degree. Uh, we've been to Costa Rica. You know, the game has taken us a lot of places and he's just getting started. Right. You know, but you gotta use the machine as well. Yeah, you, you gotta use that vessel for sure. And, and cashed out, and you know, so yeah, man, this is this is really a, a, a beautiful thing. But Sherm Dog, uh, what we're spotlighting today is um, something that America says it can't be done, right? A, a black man, you know, male figure father having fatherhood over his son in traditional uh, society in 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 America the way it's com- uh, presently composed. Uh, this story shouldn't this this shouldn't be something that that um, should be happening because if you read all the uh, all the news and all the the articles they say hey what black folks actually black fathers are in their sons lives like you would think that we're non-existent like mm-hmm. we're like we're uh, really extinct it, it's so many fathers out there doing their thing it's so many fathers out there we see those fathers out there they, they don't get the respect they deserve. It's a lot of great dudes who don't have any basketball background who are supporting their kids too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. families and two parent households. But, but today, you know, I get a chance to, uh, you know, to, to show, so respect and pay, you know, homage to, you know, two individuals that I love and, and they doing it and they set an example for a lot of other fathers and some combinations, because this grassroots game will tell you, oh, you know, man, we got to get his dad out the way. We got to get his mom out the way. Like, this is real conversations that's happening in 1% uh, of the population of, of, of grassroots and basketball. And, and I'm telling you that you can get everything you need, but you also got to understand the game that you're playing. And uh, Deshaun and Tayshaun is a great example of how you can still be you know, have your father and son relationship and still move up the ranks and of college sports through basketball. And I'm sure that it's other stories and other sports, but 
today we're talking about basketball and it's just a beautiful thing to see y'all do it. Hey, Sean, right back at you, King. I love you. And uh, I'm, most I'm most proud of Tyshawn's growth and maturity, you know, to see him grow. Because I grew up in a single parent household, as you referenced earlier, you know, and nothing was more important than my children, you know, because I know what it's like to not have a father. So I, I was, I was uh, hell bent on being there for them, you, mm. you know, and uh, it takes a village. I grew up at a time, you know, where people in the neighborhood could discipline you. And that's why I'm so appreciative of your relationship with him with me, you know, it, it keeps us uh, level-headed and gra uh, grounded, you know, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I gotta, I, I wanna point out one or two quick things in, in what we've talked about. Um, you said we're highlighting, you know, the fathers and the parents that are doing it. Um, you know, it's probably a systemic problem that the stories that are reported and the things that we see are the negatives. We don't necessarily always see the positive family structures of yourself, Sean, and Deshaun, you as well. There, there are plenty of those stories, but those aren't the ones that are getting reported. They don't have teeth. They're not sexy. We want to see, we want to see the destruction and the bad stuff, which we want to hear about this single family because somebody did something wrong. That's, that's part of it. You know, there, there are plenty of fathers, plenty of mothers uh, that are still together in a family unit, raising their children the right way. But that's not exciting you know that's that's traditional and so we don't hear about that and, and so you know, what, you, know what, you look at um you look at the great players uh michael jordan magic johnson they have both parents yeah now lebron lebron is an anomaly you know me and tyshawn we, we debate on who's better they both great in their own right but uh you know lebron grew, grew up in a single parent household uh and it took a village for him but he was gonna be great regardless you can't teach uh you know six eight six nine though but True. Uh, like you said, uh, uh, both parents are not sexy. You, you know, that's not what the it's world normal. Wants. You know, that's what society says is normal. And so normal is every day. It's just that, you know, we get that on television, uh, on the Internet. OK, mm -hmm. you know, what what good does normal do us? We, we're not interested in normal. Absolutely. But you know, I, I want to ask you a question, Deshaun, because you had mentioned, you know, you were always Tayshawn's coach, as most fathers are. My father was mine as well. And that's what you do. Um, was it difficult for you? personally as a father and then you know as a coach to hand the reins to the next person to take care of Tayshawn on the court or were you able to step off and say okay my work is done next person uh, you know it, to, to help him get to the next level take over or or were you just struggling with that decision no it wasn't difficult because you know similar to Sean I know what I put inside of Tayshawn uh, so I know there's greatness inside of him now they have to find a way to, to get to that greatness and bring it out of him. Uh, like Tyshawn said, he's very loyal. He's, he's kind of reserved. He won't trust you until you know he, until he knows that you're for him. When he knows you're for him, uh, he'll run through the wall for you. Yeah. You know, a lot of coaches don't take the time to build that relationship. Me, I'm like, I'm like Sean. I could be a great college coach if that's what I chose to do because I could be relationships. I know I would have that child's best interest at heart. So uh, it wasn't difficult because I know uh, what's inside of him. He has a high IQ. He's a coach's son. So he knows. I would talk to him a lot of time, like, hey, what do you see out there? He's like, well, I see this. Well, let's do it. You know, I, I value his opinion. Okay. What do you hope for your grandchildren? Uh, if they decide to play basketball, I'm all for it because they, they already have a trainer. Um, but how, old are, if, how old are they right now? Uh, Leona will be two uh, this month. And uh, Lincoln is what, Tyshawn? 
Lincoln is what, 10 months? He's five months. Okay. So we got some time. We got some time. We don't know, we don't know which hand Lincoln's gonna be at, at this juncture either. Okay, so we still have some time. Yeah, there you we got go. some time. We got some time. But I think you know it's a basketball household, it's an athletic household, but as long as they get the education paid for and be the best version of themselves, I couldn't be happier. Okay, so was it when you went to watch him play? I assumed you watched him play in college. Did you have that opportunity? Absolutely. You know, it's funny, uh, Sherm. So they played uh, his freshman year, they played Miami and they played Pepperdine. So my wife was like, hey, which game you want to go to? I said, what? We're going to both. You okay. know? So imagine us being from uh, Indiana. We get to Miami and uh, uh, we got we got coats on. They're like, where y'all from? We're like, Indiana. You know, it's, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, it's around Thanksgiving. And it was like 70 in Miami. We get to, yeah. you know, uh, same in uh, 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 Cali. Yep. It's like 70, you know, in, th- in, uh, in November, December. But um, I saw him play a lot. I would uh, either uh, get the uh, subscription from the school or the other school, we we, we try to catch every game. We try to catch. You, we drove uh, we drove thirteen hours to Louisiana to see the uh, Sun Belt Conference uh, uh, tournament. Nice. Were you are you able or were you able to watch him uh, from the stands impartially, or were you constantly say, "Why are they doing that?" or "What kind of play is that coach calling?" or were were you able to separate your fan from your dad? So you, now now Sherman, you got me with that one. Okay, your fan now, hat, your dad hat. It, it's hard. Like, I'm wearing two hats. But, yeah. uh, like, I know at South, they kind of had him stay in the corner. I'm like, they're not utilizing him in the corner. He's a, he's mm-hmm. a playmaker. He's a scorer. You know, uh, like I said, he got a high IQ. But I would, I would, they, they're college coaches. They paid to do a job. So I try to trust them that they're uh, more than capable of doing their job, you know. And, and again, I know what I put in ty- inside Tyshawn. So I would, I would, me and my wife, we see it real high. So if I yell certain things, no one else can hear but us. Yep. Yeah. And I, I asked Sean Harris that very same question. He's got all the Long time ago, <laughs> I asked you that. You put a lot of confidence in Mark Few. You know, you I know, know you what, uh, a lot of games and you watch most of them in yeah. person. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, here, here's the, the, the difference. Like, we didn't really get um, – well, number one, if I had my way – I probably would always be in the corner, like on the floor, because I, I I always try to not be around parents or anyone. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, it is a lot of stuff that may come out of my mouth. I just don't want it to stick. Right? <laughs> Again, I'd like to. I would like to hear that in the here. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to stay where it is, and then you know, be good. But um, you know, a, a little bit different from us. So I was able, of course, being in the business, we looked at synergy. And, and when we looked at Synergy, Gonzaga was one of the teams that came up that we felt like was going to be good for Dom and his projected growth and his skill set. And then when, so I, I had a person, um, my old AD that I worked for grew up in the Spokane area that made that connection that hooked all of that up, you know, for me. So you know, we wasn't on their radar until we seek them out. It was like five teams, right? So Dom, no matter how many teams were giving us offers, it was like five teams that we knew that was going to probably be in his best interest based off of where he was tracking with his skill set. You know, so at that point, you got to be real honest with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You know, got to be real honest with the game, where you think they're growing and everything else. So Dom picked the Zags, which I'm totally happy with, of course, because that was his choice. 
you know, um, and so we're thankful for that. I probably was leaning with a different school at the time, to be totally honest. You know, I was leaning with a different school. What so, school was that, by the way? I'm curious. Uh, so for me personally, <laughs> I, I thought Dom game because he's a hell of a tenacious defender where people don't really realize, like, he's he a lockdown dude. Florida State would have been my pick. Really? Leonard Hamilton? Oh, hell yeah. Because what he brings to the table and how athletic he is and, and shoot it, like, I think, like, for me, that would have been, like, creme de la creme. We probably wouldn't be talking about him being in, in school right now. You know what I'm saying? He probably would be. I could definitely see him in the ACC. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been me, you know, tough nose defense, you know, that he's going to pull. I'm looking at, you know, Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, what he's pulling out, you know, what he'll pull out, you know, out of him. Mark Free's going to do the same thing, no doubt about it. But it really? But at, at the time, you, that's what it would be. You didn't think Sean Miller at Arizona was the right guy? So Sherman is an Arizona <laughs> love. So, so, you know, really? Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal, Sherman. If I wanted a quick 100000 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then maybe, maybe Miller would have been good if I wanted the bank account to grow. We might would have had a little bit of something to talk about, but no. Yeah, so, you don't have to worry because in a year or two, the bank account's going to grow. Yeah. No, but no, seriously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Style of play, though. Style of play. You know, if I had, you know, and, and I'm an East Coast kid, so the ACC was always that for me. But but Leonard Hamilton, for sure. I mean, they play tough-nosed defense. I mean, he, he's a style of kind of guard that would fit. That you know that that mode for me personally, um, but um, I'm happy with Gonzaga. I'm happy with what where we at. You know we'll see how things play itself out. Of of course, um, you know. But but with me saying that in the back of my mind when I say that is that you know I'm a God fearing person, so we already know it's going to work itself out. We don't know what season. We don't know what season the harvest is coming, but it's going to work itself out. But if he would have said, Dad, you know, I, I, I'm not feeling the Zags. I want to go somewhere else. And he asked me for my opinion. I would have said, hey, Florida State. Um, we looked at the numbers. They came up, too. They came up there. Um, I know UCLA was on a pretty hard USC, but we wasn't going to uh, go there. No schools in Cali is really interested in him. The, to be totally honest. So uh, probably he would have been um, somewhere in the Midwest, probably the SEC conference for sure, ACC or, or where we at now. But but I will tell you this, fellas, um, I got a chance to, uh, to get into the gym with Dom um, just last week before he went back to school because he's in school now. 100% total different player. Um, the development, the cerebral thought process of understanding the game, um, where he is. This last year, even though he only got on the floor at limited time frames, the practices uh, that he endured going through, stepping on the first game of the season, all the way to the last game of the season, I have not seen him um, this hungry since I, I, I rolled the ball out to him for the first time ever. Um, off of a vert, he's every bit the elbow down the rim. Like this dude's body has just transformed. He's a solid 190 now, you know, under sub 4, 4% body fat. Hey, fellas, he's going to be a problem if he, get, if he, if he gets the right opportunity, he's going to be a problem. No, no doubt about it. And I, you know, I envision him having a year 
similar to Jaden Ivey at Purdue, uh, you know, with, with Dom's talent and, and skill set. And I know uh, he's about to, you know, uh, blow up this year, uh, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, stay healthy, man. If you can stay healthy, I think we got an opportunity. That's it. You know, the best ability is availability, always. And so that's the only thing that concerns me is the health side of it. Hey, Tayshawn, just quickly, you were, a, you were a straight point guard, right? You were a one or were you a two or something in between? Uh, I was primarily a one. Okay, so you you had the ball in your hands. Dominic's yes, kind sir. of the same, isn't he, Sean? He's a, he's pretty much a one, or is he a two as well? You know what? He, Dom had to play just about eight. Matter of fact, man, even this year the Zags had him on the wing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, so, but um, it, it really him playing the one or the two really depended on who was on the court with him, and and luckily most of the time, you know, one of the the most underrated skill sets, you know, in our community is the ability to shoot. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of dudes who really just can't shoot the basketball, you know, so he's been fortunate enough, you know, to be able to have a little strap. So sometimes he just had to play off the ball and on the ball. It really didn't matter. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I consider like Tyshawn and Dom, they hoopers, man. They don't make a damn difference where you put them at. I mean, these are dudes who are going to impact the game in so many different ways on the floor. I mean, we, we talk about scoring, but, like, defense, come on. Tayshawn was was killing these dudes, locking them down on defense, uh, filling gaps, uh, doing what they need to do, uh, being leaders, uh, moving the defense where they needed to be. Um, so I, I enjoy, Sherm, the, the game within the game. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan at all, man. I, I like to see the – little intricacies of the game. I like to see a dude, you know, come down and crack another dude on the, on the block, you know, for a weak side rebound. You know, I, th those are winning plays. I'm a fan of winning plays. And, and sometimes those winning plays don't show up on sports center or, or, you know, in, in highlights, but shit, they win games. And, and, and I see Tayshawn win many of games, uh, even when he was at Perryview, like it was dudes out of control and he would calm them down. You know, and he would take a lesser role so the whole team could be functional. Like, that's the kind of stuff I look at. That That's what winners do. You know, winners say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do whatever I need to do to, to take care of business. And then he's a dude, you know, Tayshawn's a dude that, hey, if I need to score 40 tonight, I'm going to get you 42, baby. And, and shows you down on the other end. So that 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 that, 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 that kind of DNA, sure, is, is rare, you know. And, and that's really when, – when I talk to, to Dom – I said, man, just in, impact the game uh, in, in, in every aspect, in every way you can. And we know what we're sitting on, and the world would know what we're sitting on. And then my favorite line right now is, you know, when God announces you, you know, it, it's, it's going to be undeniable. So, uh, it, you know what? College is cool. It's, it's more than uh, 100 ways to get into the league. So it's a lot of ways to get into the league, and it don't always have to be the traditional way. So it's a lot of ways to get there. And, and Tyshawn ain't done either. So we're excited. Um, I, I don't know who your uh, agent is, but he better be doing his damn job because I'm going to be on his ass. Hey, no We play – when he played Pepperdine, uh, I don't know who told him that the guard with Pepperdine was getting NBA looks. And he takes stuff like that personal. So he locked the guard up. He got he ripped him twice, you know. But he 
He does his scouting reports. Uh, he watches YouTube videos, whatever, whatever advantage he can gain, he'll do it. And uh, he locked that guard up and, you know, had a pretty good game. Mm. He's a mm. He hates losing, though. He definitely hates losing. Yeah. Sometimes the two of you sound like you're talking from a coach's perspective, and sometimes it sounds like you're talking from a dad perspective. It's, it's blended. You know, you can't take either one, either head off. Yeah. yeah. That's really, that's really kind of neat that you can – you still can separate it a little bit. You can compartmentalize, but you can put it together. Because yeah. it's an interesting yeah. perspective. Gentlemen, it, it's been great to have you on. Uh, hey, thanks for having us, Sherm. I appreciate you, man. Oh, the pleasure is ours, as we've said. You know, you've got a unique perspective and a great story to tell. And, and you know, you're you're quite an example uh, of success, you know, where, as I mentioned earlier, we don't necessarily get to see that because normal is is not, you know, it's kind of boring, but it's the way it should be. You know, hey, if you can hey, Are you an Astros fan? An Astros fan? Um, not so much. I'm born and raised in Southern California. I just okay. got drafted by them. Right. A long time. I got drafted by them 33 years ago. That was a okay. long time. So I'm a baseball fan. I still root for the Southern California teams. Um, he, yeah. he does cheat, though, Deshaun. He does cheat. He cheats? Yeah. Hey, you know what they say, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying to win. Yeah, yeah. So I expect him to try to cheat when we go one-on-one. <laughs> Absolutely. Really? Just I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the rules of our one-on-one game. You said when you call timeout, I have to keep running around the court. Yeah, he told me I could he told me I could uh, make the rules up, right? He was <laughs> as I go. <laughs> you know, yeah, he was you know really talking with his chest out. So I said, Man, don't tell me that. I ain't gonna give you no advantage. If All that's right. the case, you might have to do some burpees during timeouts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, any, you any right now. And it, I have do I have to play left-handed? It, well, you can't even play right-handed, so I don't, <laughs> I don't necessarily know <laughs> you're trying to stink the game up. I mean, you know, um, I can't keep telling you, man, you ain't Woody Harrison, man. I keep trying to tell you. <laughs> so you're saying I can't jump? We know that already, sir. <laughs> okay. uh, All right. I, I'm I'm probably get a couple pins on the backboard for sure. All yeah. right, we'll see. We'll but, see. And that but, game, hey, for those listening, that game has been moved to October 15th. That's a Friday afternoon. It is. It is. Yeah. That hey, way, keep me posted. Keep me posted. Hey, that way that uh, some of us older guys can uh, – can Older recover. guys? Wait a minute. I'm older than both of you. Yeah. Hey, I, I, <laughs> you know, I understand it, that uh, the Smithsonian still got your jersey. No problem. You saw Sean, like you said though, Sean, I wanted to, like you say, I, I like giving people their flowers while they're here. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my boy Dom some flowers. Let me tell you a little bit about Dom. All right, Sean. This guy, when I, when I tell you, I've never seen like he can do it all. Like one, th- he's so like he's so athletic, and like Sean said, a lot of people struggle to be able to shoot the ball. I seen this boy, you know, with limited minutes, be more efficient than guys that plays. A lot of minutes, and anybody that know that plays basketball knows how hard that is. Like, mm-hmm. and I just I seen him take all the challenges of guarding. The, you know, I watched a lot of his older clips too, as well. So I seen him, like you said, he's an underrated defender. People, a lot of people don't re- realize how great of a defender he, he's. Very quick, very laterally quick. He has great athleticism, and he just his IQ is outstanding. So, and I, like I said, I just want to give. Oh, yeah. You know, there's something in baseball called a five tool player. There's five uh, actual tools that uh, are evaluated uh, running, throwing, fielding, hitting and hitting for power. 
Dominic's going to be a five tool guy. Definitely going to be a 50, 40, 90. Probably, you know, he can handle, he can run, he can shoot, he can play defense, he can jump. Five tools. So that guy can do it all. (laughs) Yeah, you can look at that in context with just about every sport. Every sport, you need five tools to to play at the highest level. And so we're going to be fortunate to be able to watch that. Tayshawn, you know, we wish you luck uh, where you're going. Hopefully you're going to get uh, to get overseas and play some professional basketball there and maybe continue that that professional basketball career here as well. I know your dad wants to keep watching you play. So absolutely. You bet. So we wish you all the luck. Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining hey, us. Thanks for having us. You know, the pleasure is ours. Hopefully you'll come on again. Will you join us another time? Absolutely. Anytime. That would be that's that for Shine is family. So whenever he needs me to be on there, I'm there. I'm there. All right. I was in a car, so it don't matter what where, where I'm at. That is that is professional basketball skills coach Deshaun Johnson and Tayshawn, who is a professional basketball player in his own right. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. And for those of you listening out there, keep an ear out. The podcast will be dropping soon. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.